This is Garden Variety, a horticulture podcast from Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. I'm Charity Nebbe. Some people describe the flavor of a honeyberry as a cross between a blueberry and a sweet tart. Honeyberries look like elongated blueberries, and chances are good that you can grow them in your yard. Iowa State University horticulture specialist Randall Voss is here to tell us about this berry that is gaining popularity. Hello, Randall. Morning. Thank you so much for being here. And let's start with basics, because this is a, a kind of berry that a lot of people have not seen, have not tasted. What is a honeyberry? Yeah, it's actually in the honeysuckle family, which... Uh, the honeysuckle plant kind of has a bad name in Iowa because uh, there's some that are invasive. This is not. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's got uh, kind of bluish color like a blueberry with a little bit of haze or bloom to it and just a wide variety of shapes and sizes and all that kind of stuff. All right. So it's kind of a weird looking blueberry. It's bigger than a blueberry, right? Yeah, the newer cultures are. Some of the older ones are can be a little bit smaller than uh, a blueberry, but a lot of the newer cultivars are, are bigger than blueberries. Where did this come from? So it's a species that's native to like a lot of the, the kind of boreal forests, like northern northern Europe, northern North America, northern Asia. Um, so it's actually really widespread, uh, but uh, a lot of the breeding prior to, you know, the last 10, 15 years is uh, done in like Russia and Japan and so forth. So um, kind of a northern species. Why are we just learning about honeyberries now? I'm sure lots of people have known about them for a really long time. But um, it, this is not something that, that I was familiar with until just a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. You know, I think we're always looking for something different to plant and uh, something to kind of fit a niche. And, and this particular berry ripens a lot earlier than a lot of our traditional berries, it kind of coincides with strawberry season. Mm. And uh, so, and it's pretty, uh, you know, it, it doesn't get a lot of pests thus far. Um, it does get some powdery mildew. So it's a pretty low intensive thing to, uh, to take care of. And what's unique is it can handle a little bit of shade, which a lot of our fruits, uh, I'm not going to say full shade or anything, but a lot of our fruits really need full sun to thrive. And this could probably handle a little bit of partial shade. All right. Well, let's talk about the... Uh where we plant them. What What is the best case scenario? Where do they thrive? Um, you know, probably not clay soils. Uh, if you kind of think about a uh, boreal forest, you know, it, it, it um, might be a little bit acidic soil. So if your soil pH is really high, that's probably not the best spot on it. I have seen some kind of iron deficiencies in different parts of Iowa where I've seen these grown, and that's usually due to high pH. Um, but it does need super acidic soil like a blueberry, but it, you know, it's that stereotypical, well-drained, uh, moderately well-drained soil kind of thing that, uh, yeah, just your average Iowa soil conditions should do pretty good. Clay, probably not so much. Sandy, it might struggle in the summer because it, it needs, uh, some moisture. So it sounds like you're saying this is actually easier to grow in Iowa than a blueberry? Yeah, in terms of soil pH, you bet. You know, blueberries, we really need to drop the pH down to four and a half to five, give or take, to, to really be uh, successful blueberries. And honeyberries, uh, you know, some people have, have uh, decent success to pH up to seven, maybe even slightly higher. I don't know that I'd go that high. But uh, yeah, in terms of 
pH and prepping the site for that, it's a lot simpler. What's the range of varieties that you can choose from to plant? Well, it's super cold hardy. Uh, You know, it can survive to zone two, maybe even even colder than that. And and the tricky thing is there's there's a super wide range of cultivars available out there. And uh, it's one of those things where a lot of times we assume if it's going to survive farther north, it's going to thrive farther south. And it, it may be true that it makes it through the winter, but the, the concern we have with some of the really, really kind of northern adapted ones, like from a Russian uh, genotype background, is they might wake up a little bit too early here. That's, mm. that's pretty typical with a lot of fruits, like, like grapes, for example. A lot of varieties that are from Minnesota, they wake up a little bit too early here. And so... Uh, we, we probably want to be a little bit careful what varieties we pick just uh, because uh, these flowers have been documented to be cold hardy to like 20 degrees, which is pretty amazing. But if we choose ones that are too early, uh, they might wake up a little too early given our little bit more southern location to its normal range. So do you have recommendations for varieties that we should be looking at? Yeah, you know, I've spoken to a few growers and uh, it seems like every time I talk to them, it changes a little bit just because there's a lot of new new cultivars sure. coming out. Um, but the University of Saskatchewan has a series called the Boreal Series. The cultivars in that are Blizzard, Beauty, and Beast. I didn't name them, uh, <laughs> but uh, they, they come from a little bit. They're a mix of the Russian and Japanese genotypes and, and the Japanese ones bloom later and ripen later. And so those are a, a mix of three varieties that would cross-pollinate each other and have nice berry size and uh, are, are what some growers are, 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 are having good luck with. Then there's also some out of Oregon. There's a breeder in Oregon. And those, um, some examples of those would be Keto, Maxi, Solo. And those uh, are going to be maybe just a little bit later ripening than some of the other ones I mentioned or, or, or coincide with that. But I, I don't have a lot of numbers about what what they what they need for pollination. So I, I'm sure that people listening are thinking, "Ooh, I've got this area of my yard that's not not always full sun. Maybe I could plant some there. That might be perfect. Can we plant them now?" Yeah, there's a couple growers that sell some plants in the fall and had have had uh, real good success with fall planting. Um, both potted plants and, and bare root. You know, I, I always cringe when I hear people planting bare root plants in the fall, but one of our uh, successful growers of them has had really good success getting bare root plants in, in early October and, and planting them that way. But you can also get some fall potted ones as well. And, and fall's a great time to plant those types of plants. So we generally think of spring as planting, but these, these plants wake up so early that uh, it can be tough to get them in the ground before they break bud Mm. if we're planting in the spring. So if we plant them right now, um, obviously we want to get them established before it gets really cold. Do you have some advice? Yeah, try and plant them in uh, October, I would say, uh, and and, uh, early October if possible. Um, And don't assume they don't need water, right? I think sometimes we we assume as temperatures get cooler that the water demand decreases, which is true, uh, but uh, definitely don't assume they don't need water. And in regards to like shade, they, they probably maybe benefit a little bit from uh, afternoon shade when you get those high temperatures, uh, but full shade, I, I don't know that I plant them in that. 
Okay. I described the berries uh, because I've never eaten one. I described them as I read on the internet as being a cross between a blueberry and a sweet tart. Does that does that resonate with you? Does that sound right? Yeah, I don't know about the sweet tart side of it, <laughs> but kind of a tart blueberry. I, I can roll with that. So, yep. All right. Well, I think about wild blueberries as being tart blueberries. Do they taste kind of like wild blueberries? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's always hard for me. I'm not very poetic, so it's always <laughs> hard for me to kind of describe flavors. But um, yeah, I'd say there's a lot of some darker fruit flavors in there, too. You know, maybe some like, oh, elderberry-esque flavor to it or something like that as well. Again, it, it, it's all personal, right? You know, you, you drink a bottle of wine, you may not taste or smell what it says on the label either. So I'd say tart blueberry is where I'd, I would I would stand in terms of solid ground. Is there a lot of variety of flavor among the different cultivars? Yeah, th- there really is. And so, um, for, first of all, you, you do need several varieties for pollination. And so uh, it's not only uh, like a genetic incompatibility thing, it's also got to make sure that their, their timing is, is together. So that, that's a key thing to start with. But a lot of the kind of more... Uh, what they call the Russian genetics are probably going to be a little tartar. And uh, the ones that come from uh, the Japanese genetics are probably uh, a little more fresh eating types. And so just depends on what you do with them. If you're going to make a jam or something like that out of them, and that's what some of the growers are doing, um, the tart ones might be fine. But, uh, you know, if you're into fresh eating, uh, you want to maybe seek out the ones that are maybe a little less tart. All right. And if you're going to plant them, plant more than one for pollination. Randall Voss, Iowa State University Extension Horticulture Specialist. For more gardening information and tips, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. Find out more at iowapublicradio.org garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. Can we heal the environment? In Kansas, we're working on it. Up From Dust is a podcast about how humans reshaped the world to fit urban landscapes and agricultural needs. We'll meet the people who are rolling up their sleeves to find more sustainable ways forward. Listen to Up From Dust from KCUR, part of the NPR Network. Garden Variety is a production of Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension. It's produced by me, Aaron Style, Caitlin Troutman, and the Iowa Public Radio talk show team. For more garden goodness, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. Just go to iowapublicradio.org slash garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. See you next time.